0: Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one... Monologue-filled minute at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell.
1: I'm Cassandra Frederickson.
0: And today we're talking about Minute 203, which starts with Sam saying, But we are. And ends with Sam saying, over a shot of Saruman looking out over Isengard, uh, Sam says, That meant something. Even if you were. And then the rest of his line is tomorrow.
1: Hmm.
0: So Sam is is giving us a big old rundown of the theme Of what Frodo needs to hear. And is also circling back to the way that this is put together. Of a reference from way back at the beginning of. uh, A Fellowship of the Ring. That hobbits love stories. And Sam is connecting everything. To other great stories. To talk to Frodo, hobbit to hobbit about what's going on. Hobbits love telling stories. And when Sam is pushed like this. All he can, the best metaphor he can think of as a reason to continue is great tales themselves. Right. And I think that's cool. It just kind of comes back around to all these things that make Hobbits Hobbits are the things that make them strong. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think that's a cool way of looking at it. So originally when they filmed this, this moment, all they had was the lines from the end of Yesterday and Sam walking towards a window. And then later decided to write this speech, which is why we don't see Sam's face again. But for either, for, he
1: starts off the minute by the window and we see his face.
0: But he doesn't say, but we are, to the camera. We don't see his mouth say those words.
1: We see him say, it's like in the great stories.
0: Yeah, but most of this speech is 80 yard in. There's just a couple lines of him by the window. Right. They ADR'd pretty much all of this speech together.
1: Okay, but like that stuff that like we clearly see him. We we see his face and we see him say the words.
0: But most of them no, right. only a few sentences. But because all they filmed was the. By all rights, we shouldn't be here. And then they did like one shot and pick up, and then that's it. That's why there's the montage. To cover all of this eighty-yard recording. I
1: mean, it works though because you're tying together all the stuff that's happened so far in the movie.
0: Yeah, but it it's it's pretty much a it's a product of this speech coming later, hmm. which is kind of funny. Yeah. Because it took them a really long time to write the end of this speech. Apparently,
1: it's a good speech.
0: Yeah, they really struggled with how to wrap up this monologue.
1: Well, I have it all in front of my face yeah it's like in the great stories mr frodo the ones that really mattered full of darkness and danger they were and sometimes you didn't want to know the end because how could the end be happy how could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened but in the end it's only a passing thing this shadow even darkness must pass a new day will come and when the sun shines it will shine out the clearer those were the stories that stayed with you and then obviously it continues, but yeah. that's this minute.
0: But after, uh, it's like in the great stories, that couple of lines, it's mm-hmm. all the, it's all the montage after that. Right. Which, you know, the montage works. It, it really helps, you know, Sam is saying all this stuff that doesn't necessarily sound like, well, it sounds optimistic, but it has a very somber tone, but we're seeing it coupled with, like, this image of the Battle of Helm's Deep being won and the Siege of Isengard going well.
1: You don't think that this is optimistic?
0: I think it's optimistic, but I think that overall the tone is a little somber. At least in the delivery. Because Sam sounds like he starts off really exasperated and he builds to, like, something more optimistic. Yeah. Across saying this. Like, because he's really just trying, he's trying to cheer up himself and Frodo. And he's kind of, he's talking himself into it. Yeah because that's what sam does
1: well i mean that's why i was saying last minute that sam does feel that fear and that that um reticence i guess yeah and the the hopelessness because like if he didn't he wouldn't need to also convince himself of what he's saying
0: yeah but it's a very different kind of struggle to frodo and Theoden
1: no i understand that i'm just saying like for sam
0: yeah it is a it is a dark moment for sam but it's not it's not it's not as dark as a lot of other characters darkest moments or like really dark moments for other characters because sam is able to pull himself out of it and that's a very important line to draw between like how bad this darkest moment is whether the character pulls himself out of it or if someone helps them out of it why because if you pull yourself out of it, it displays a different sort of characterization and strength than if you needed the help to pull you out. Like it shows Sam helping himself in a way that paints him as stronger than other characters. Because he didn't, he's not, he's not relying on someone else to pull him out of this moment. He does it himself. And that's a very different characterization. Which means it's inherently different in the way that it happens. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to, like, point out it as different.
1: I don't... It is different, but I don't think that it is necessarily stronger than what... It's, like, a different sort of strength.
0: Well, it's a personal strength.
1: It's a different sort of strength. It's not, like... I think we're, 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 we're we're differing on the, the minutiae again. The minutiae? Yeah. Because I don't necessarily think that at the end of the day, we're supposed to take away from the story that Sam is stronger than Frodo. It's that they're both strong individually and they are stronger together.
0: But they have very different sorts of strength.
1: Right. And they have strengths that complement each other, and that's why they work so well.
0: Like Sam...
1: But I wouldn't necessarily say that Sam is stronger than Frodo just, like, by this, by his ability to, like, cheer himself up.
0: I think, I guess what I'm getting at is that Sam has a stronger, like, or, or a more foundational core identity that's harder to shake. But Frodo has an amount of like mental endurance that is basically unrivaled. I don't. Because he deals with the ring for so long. And those are two sort of like strength versus endurance, just like in a practical sense, are two very different sorts of things. Yeah. And I think that's in a lot of ways the difference between the way Frodo and Sam deal with their journey. Frodo is like an endurance runner
1: well sam is sam's journey is different than frodo's too
0: right but they both they they are both affected by what the ring is doing to frodo like sam is sam is affected secondarily frodo is affected directly right but i i think that sam is like sam is more like has more of a foundation as to who he is and it's hard for that to be shaken up which is why sam doesn't, like, Sam has, uh, Sam's person is resistant to change or, like, violation from outside forces, like his personality, who he is, in a way that Frodo's isn't, but Frodo is strong because he can deal with that outside force for such a long time. But it still changes him directly in a way that I don't think it would have changed Sam, but... Like, because I don't... And I mean, some of this is just from reading in the book. In the book, the ring is not able to tempt Sam. Right. Because Sam has no grand aspirations for power. So there's, there's nothing there for the ring to tempt Sam with.
1: Well, there's the garden.
0: But that doesn't tempt Sam. He sees it for what it is. So, like, there's a different sort of character foundation... As to who Sam is. Sam has no greater aspirations for power or grandeur. Because all Sam wants is to go back to Hobbiton with his friend. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. Sam isn't... But Sam is also not as driven to do the right thing as Frodo. Because Frodo is driven to see this through to the end no matter what happens to him. Sam is only here because he wants to see Frodo be well. Not because he necessarily, like... Sam would not have taken the ring himself. He's not that person. Right. So Frodo is considerably more heroic than Sam.
1: But I don't, like, I don't agree with that either.
0: I mean, that's just the way I see it. Like, Frodo is a hero. Sam is a very good person. Sam
1: is also a hero.
0: Sam does heroic things. But Sam is not, like... Is not a, like, classical hero in the same way that Frodo is.
1: I disagree.
0: Because Frodo is the one that, like, gets the ball rolling, completes the journey, returns home.
1: But we've also talked about Sam in the context of the hero's journey, and yeah. I think that...
0: But his goal is not the the heroic goal of saving the realm. His his goal is the goal of making sure my friend comes home alive. And that's which is heroic, heroic as well. Which is heroic, but not it's not the same scale i guess as like what frodo is doing but
1: why does that matter Uh, because in the end it's what sam does that helps frodo save the world
0: yeah but it's a i guess it's a scale of like selflessness like what because frodo is straight up willing to die to succeed
1: right
0: sam is not willing to let frodo die
1: Right, that's that's the so reason you're saying Sam is that here. His his motivation is inherently more selfish than Frodo's, and that's why he's not as much of a hero.
0: I mean, I guess that's kind of what I'm okay, saying. Okay, first
1: of all, I never thought that we would get to the point where I am defending Sam and you are not. <laughs> How like, the tables Sam have is, turned! But
0: Sam is like, Sam is still like. I guess I look at it as like the difference between like Sam uh, Frodo is. Sam is Frodo is heroic in a way that Sam isn't but Sam is also like such a good friend and a, a person that like can't he can't stand to watch his friend suffer so he just can't not do something about but that this is,
1: that is also like. So, wanting to help your friend is suddenly selfish?
0: It's not selfish.
1: But it's not as, se- like, on a sliding scale like,
0: he's not, of selflessness. He's not, he's not willing save to.
1: Save that three I times. Mean, I guess. Like, Sam
0: isn't willing to throw himself in a volcano to save the world. Like, he just wants to go home with his best friend in one piece.
1: But, okay.
0: He's just here to help.
1: Sam works smarter, not harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he knows he doesn't have to fling himself into a volcano
0: because he can just push Gollum in. He just Gollum in. Yeah. Get out of here. How,
1: okay, but like, how is what this Sam... This is not the
0: conversation I expected to have today.
1: Uh, we're fighting. <laughs> like, how, how does what Sam do not as heroic as Frodo?
0: I mean, I guess I guess I'm just hung up on, like, the scale of things versus, like, Because Frodo is motivated to save all people, and Sam is motivated to save one person.
1: But that doesn't...
0: But I guess, like... That
1: doesn't negate what he does.
0: No, it doesn't. I mean,
1: like, he's not focused... Like, yes, he wants Frodo to live, Yeah, but he's not
0: doing it for himself, he's doing it for Frodo. That's what makes it a good thing. That's what makes it not selfish. He's not doing it for himself, he's doing it for Frodo.
1: But there's also the motivation of like he loves frodo
0: yes he does just unequivocally
1: but like is loving somebody a selfish act or a selfless act
0: well it's a selfless act because he's willing to suffer in frodo's stead as we see
1: okay so if if loving frodo is selfless then why isn't sam as heroic as frodo
0: uh, because Sam never would have made the choice to pick up the ring and carry it to Mordor. But
1: that doesn't matter.
0: I mean, it does matter. They start from very different places.
1: Frodo, like, from from Frodo's perspective, I don't think Frodo even makes a choice because he doesn't see it as a choice. He sees it as an inevi- inevitability.
0: He sees it as the right thing to do.
1: I don't think he sees it as the right thing to do per se. I think that he sees it as his responsibility.
0: But it's still his choice to carry it. It's still his choice I think to that he'd accept use that it responsibility. As such.
1: Sam had a choice. Sam. Sam has a choice, and he makes a choice every day. Frodo, I think, Frodo resigns himself to it, which I'm not saying like what Frodo does isn't heroic. Well, that
0: makes it sound non-heroic. Like I'm no, resigning I, myself no. to this.
1: It's still it's still an act of heroism, regardless of the motivation.
0: I mean I think that there's some debate to be had whether or not something is heroic based on its motivation.
1: Alright, let's let's go.
0: Okay. Like
1: Let's go, bitch. <laughs> let's
0: go, man. I mean, I'm there are no, I'm I, sure there are literally thousands of pages written about that very thing. Right. Like, I'm, is it heroic if it's done for a selfish reason?
1: I don't know. Cause earlier you were saying no, it's not. Or not as.
0: Like, I guess I would lean on that. It's not as heroic if it's done for a selfish reason, but if it's net...
1: But, If the like, net
0: gain is positive, it was a good thing.
1: Does the scale of heroism even matter at the end of the day?
0: No, not particularly. Not, not in a very... Not in a human way, I guess. Like, from a like a personal perspective sort of thing. Because as... Saving the realm still saves all of Sam's friends. So, like, Sam is here to help. Right. But, like... I think that, like Mary and Pippin, it takes a lot for Sam to, like, see the big picture.
1: I don't think so, because this monologue... But he gets there
0: quicker, he gets there much quicker than Mary and Pippin do. Like, this
1: monologue clearly shows that he sees the big picture, and he understands what part they are playing in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah. Like, Sam, Sam kind of gets it, like, in a way that Mary and Pippin don't, but... He's still boiling it down to, like, to, like, simple human terms.
1: Because he's a hobbit.
0: Right, exactly. Like,
1: if, okay, so hobbits like stories. That means, like, he's, he's talking in, in archetypes. He's talking in broad swathes because it's thematic. Right. But because, I mean, like, we have a montage of three different storylines. Like, he can't get into, like, the nitty-gritty detail yeah. of, like, you know, like, oh, this is what we're doing, Frodo.
0: And I mean, like, Sam is a hero. And Sam, one of the, like, really heroic traits that Sam has is a humility that, you know, some other people don't have in the story. Like, Legolas and Gimli and Gandalf are really kind of full of themselves. I wouldn't call them humble. Um, But, like, Sam is humble to a fault.
1: Yeah, but there's a reason, like, as much as I love Legolas and Gimli, (laughs) do not get me wrong... Uh, there's a reason that they're not the main character of the story. right?
0: So, and they give, and they give this monologue, like, as a, as a writer, wouldn't, you would give a monologue like this to the everyman. You don't give this necessarily to the hero. Well, no,
1: I would give this monologue correctly to the emotional core of my story.
0: Right. Which in this case is the everyman. Sam is intended to be an everyman.
1: Sam, like, but...
0: To He's say a that to
1: say that Sam is an every like okay in the book yes but to say that movie Sam is an everyman I think like dismisses like I, I don't know like I don't
0: view everyman as a dismissive descriptor I I I I think that an everyman is necessary in a lot of stories I don't
1: really like um like tropey labels I guess. I
0: think that the the thing itself everyman is really stupid and lame. Like the that actual like play or whatever that. that...
1: Oh, oh, like the morality play from yeah. like, the 12th century. It's like really lame
0: and dumb. Whoa,
1: that was like an AP English flashback. But like that's where we what get the, the term. Hell?
0: That's where we get the term right. from. Right. I
1: mean, and it's it's a uh, it's yeah. Wow, I forgot that was a thing, and I forgot that I read that. Thank you for reminding. me. Sophomore
0: English class. When we did Greek plays for an entire semester. Yeah, but
1: that's not a Grecian play. I know,
0: but we read that at the beginning before we started reading all these Greek plays. Why? Because it mimics the format of Greek plays and and zeroes in on the way that a lot of them are morality tales.
1: Why didn't you just read Greco-Roman plays and then go into medieval drama? Uh,
0: the teacher was like, they wanted us to read this because it's a zeroing in of the structure of Greek Greco-Roman plays. Oh. And... It it gives you a bunch of archetypes that are born from that, like, from that period of playwriting. Yeah. And then we read that, talked about all the archetypes, talked about the thing. And
1: then, yeah. And then
0: read a bunch of Greco-Roman plays.
1: That makes sense, I guess.
0: Like, so we started from that's something a, that... That's a
1: weird starting we, point. <laughs> right.
0: We started from something that came later that was a simplification and a zeroing in on the themes. Right. And right. then learned those things broader. Right, right, right. Like, you'd go with the simplest thing first, and then you keep going in depth. And I because we, and because it was like centuries removed from those, it had it had a lot of study behind it, leading into it, right? And then more studies right. since then. Like it's, it makes it it makes sense when you think about it in that way.
1: Yeah, I guess you are so. starting
0: in the shallow end of the pool.
1: I uh, just that's weird because we we in an order, I guess, <laughs> for mine. My-
0: she was like a she was a weird like cool hippie teacher like the teacher from Recess. Like, she was just that kind of, like, teacher that was just, like, and always doing things backwards. And, like, so here we're going to start with this, and then we're going to, like, then we're going to go this way. And she never did anything in chronological order. Okay.
1: Whatever. She was just
0: this, like, weird, cool, fun hippie teacher <laughs> <laughs> that always did things backwards.
1: Okay. Legit.
0: Which, I don't know. She just re- always reminded me of the teacher for recess because every time you go into the class in that show, they're either, like, in the middle of something... Or like skewering history for being written by the victors, and that's great. And it's I mean, some of the funniest stuff in that show. It's true. It is true, and it's some of the funniest stuff in that show. And as an adult, it's really topical.
1: <laughs> I watched Doug more than I did in Recess, mm. but we are on a tangent. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like, um, I don't like tropey labels. I guess.
0: Mm. I think that archetypical labels are helpful for understanding
1: i think that it's an oversimplification
0: hmm. I, I mean being sort of a stand in for an everyday person seems to be the way that sam is written
1: right no absolutely he's in the, the in the book
0: he even is, in the movie he
1: is that but i think that like the, because the, he's not
0: a, he's not more of a trickster archetype like merry and pippin he's a good friend dragged along for the ride.
1: Uh, Mary and Pippin are not...
0: I mean, they kind of are, but they never really they get have, to do they that. They
1: have, um, elements of, but they are not, like, a trickster with a capital T.
0: I mean, they enter this story by stealing something and ruining a party.
1: Right, but they're not, like, a trickster with a capital T. They have elements.
0: Yeah, but I- I- it's useful to- I- I think archetypical labels are useful for characterization.
1: I think it's like a, a broad oversimplification of a uh, thing, but yeah.
0: Yes, there, are, there's more to a character than that. There's more to any character than the archetype label. Right. But those labels are useful for like a starting point of exploration of where a character but, goes. like
1: when I'm thinking of like trickster archetype, capital T, capital A, Marion Pippin are not on that list.
0: Mm. I don't know. <laughs> they're always they're always meddling in things beyond what they should be meddling in.
1: Right, but. Okay.
0: <laughs> and causing action. Causing I don't the, w- <laughs> they're causing the I don't story to go. progress. Like, they cause the story to progress through some of the pranks that they do.
1: I guess in like a roundabout way, but again, if I'm thinking of like trickster archetypes, I'm not thinking about Marion Pippin.
0: I mean, the. And in
1: the movie, I feel like all four of them are written more like. Every men, I guess because or every hobbits
0: <laughs> every hobbits
1: because the the class divide is not as pronounced in the movie as it is presented in the book,
0: but they did maintain the Mr. Frodo thing right, which is like
1: and, like yeah, he works for Frodo's family, but like that is not like it's 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 like he more... took his butler on a journey. <laughs> Yeah, but. He's, but a little, Al- he's
0: a little rich, privileged white boy who took his I, butler out to Europe with him I to keep him company you. on the road. I
1: raise you, Bruce Wayne and Alfred. Alfred kicks ass.
0: That's true, but like. He doesn't drag Alfred with him into the into the you know what? into if the Himalayas did, to learn to be a ninja. If, like
1: If he did, I think he would have gotten a lot more done, to be honest.
0: He might not have fallen for Razel Ghoul's ruse. Yeah,
1: Alfred's uh, like, "Hey, this guy doesn't
0: <laughs> Master Bruce, we cannot trust this man."
1: <laughs> Alfred is the best, okay? Yeah. But like I'm, okay, I'm not denying Sam, that. Sam is not even Frodo's butler.
0: I know, I'm making a very, like, a very hyperbolic allegory. But you know
1: what I mean, though? Like, the- Hyperbolic? The, the, the the class divide is not as explicit in the movie as it is in the book, where Sam is, is supposed to be the, the everyman. God, I hate, I I hate that. (laughs) I don't even like using that term. I guess I just don't like that. Because, like- I don't know. I guess I don't like the idea that your character can't be relatable if it's not, like, this everyday dude. You know uh, what I mean? Like... Yeah. You can make all of your characters relatable and accessible. Right. They don't have... To, and still, like, I don't know, wizards. And, like, and,
0: and distinct, yeah. Like, a character can be relatable and distinct. I mean, that that's absolutely true. Yeah. But, like, Sam's... Quality is supposed to be a common person. Like, he is a working class person in outs- in way over his depth here for a friend. And, like, that's right. a really relatable position. Like, because he's just a normal dude here for his best friend. That's it. That's yeah. his entire but I deal. But think,
1: I think it's more pronounced in the book. And I feel like the line is a little more blurred in the movie. So all four of these hobbits are painted as being out of their depth.
0: The only one of them that is even... like is categorized or characterized the only one of them that's even characterized as having a job at all full stop is sam
1: right but it's not like, like like i said it's not explicitly stated
0: yeah but like mary frodo and pippin don't work they just they just have money
1: i know but i'm saying like the book goes out of its way to say that like Bilbo and Frodo come from money right. and so do Merry and Pippin. But
0: even in the costuming, Sam's clothes look significantly less good, right. like less quality.
1: But that's like not people saying, oh, Frodo is rich and Sam is not.
0: You know what <laughs> well, I'm saying? Okay okay
1: it is portrayed in the movie i'm not saying that they get rid of that element i'm saying that it's not explicitly stated
0: i think there's a pretty good implication that that is still kind of what they're trying to show in the movie without coming out and saying it just based on the faramir line like to come from a place where gardeners are held in such high regard like i think that's supposed to be like a oh i expected you to be not as good because you're a lower class part of your of your community. What would
1: Faramir know about Hobbit? Like,
0: he, well, he he expects a gardener in his own land to be of less quality.
1: Well, Faramir is a class's son of a bitch.
0: Like that's what the line implies to me. Like I, he's surprised know, that like this gardener is such a stand up, stout hearted fellow.
1: I no, I think the the reading of that line is he's expecting him to be a bodyguard because he is so far from home.
0: Hmm. No, but the, the line I'm referring to actually comes a little later.
1: Oh, okay. Like the... Well, we're and, not there yet. We're
0: not there yet. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Like, and we'll, we'll talk about the way David Wenham, like, delivers it and everything. And I think that's next week, actually. Like... When they say goodbye.
1: But, but you know what I mean? Like, all four of these hobbits are, are...
0: They're all in far outside their Right. Deck.
1: And, like, Frodo, Merry, and Pippin in the movie are not expected to be able to handle this crazy scenario better than Sam because Sam is poor.
0: No, they're not. I mean, that's they're What's not even expected it? to handle it better in the book because right. Sam is poor. So I'm like. saying
1: that the line for, like, the everyman quality of Sam and the other three hobbits is blurred.
0: I don't know. Like I think it's, it's not
1: explicitly just Sam to carry the weight of this archetype. Like it's know. it's spread out evenly among well, all. of Well, you have to make of all them.
0: of your main characters relatable. All the people you spend the most time with. Right. But I think, like, subtextually in the movie, it's all still there.
1: Right. That's what I'm like. I'm I'm saying it's and not I think explicitly that, stated. Right. But I
0: think that like people pick up on visual cues more subtly, but and don't realize well, that they're picking up on them. I also think that like that's just straight up a thing people do.
1: I think it's also because we are coming from a place where we read the book first.
0: That's also probably part of it, yeah. Like a big part of it. But like
1: because in the book the 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 class lines are very firmly drawn because right. that's what Tolkien was coming from.
0: And I think like but also like that same sort of bias is part of what makes Sam seem so heroic. He's under no obligation to be a part of this. But no earlier, one has any expectation for him to do this. But
1: earlier you were saying that Sam was not as heroic as Frodo.
0: That doesn't mean I think he's not heroic.
1: Yeah, but you were saying on a scale of what a sliding scale that Sam was not as heroic as Frodo. Is it because Sam's poor? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's
1: I I think I would argue, like, because Sam like is coming from this place where nobody expects anything of him i guess that, that's not to say that i think that but like sam is coming from this place so that makes his actions even more heroic wouldn't that w- wouldn't that be the case
0: yeah i mean i guess i've talked my way to that side around just going around here. yeah i mean sam is is heroic sam is like very selfless in regards to frodo but he also is not the kind of character that was willing to show Gollum mercy up front.
1: No, because he's still growing. We're in the second movie.
0: Yes. But, like, Frodo is that person that would show Gollum mercy, like, from the beginning of this movie. Right. Like, Frodo And is... that's a
1: reflection of Frodo's character, not the, like...
0: Right, but these are, like... The, that is a very heroic quality, showing mercy. That is like that is a quality expected of like heroes with a big h. Yeah. And Sam isn't there yet. And Sam only gets there because of how much he loves Frodo.
1: So that still makes him
0: lesser? It it makes him like it makes Frodo more heroic from a baseline to start with. Like he's already so far down this track, I guess. I it's Frodo starts from a place that is like, more classically heroic. He accepts this burden that no one in the room with him expects him to take. That no one has any sense that Frodo should take this journey, should take this burden. And he he does it anyway. Right. He He feels like this is a responsibility that he should carry, that he should see this thing through. And it's not just because he feels like this is the responsibility of his family. Like, yes, it was kind of thrust upon him by virtue of his lineage but he had a chance to abandon it and didn't he chose to take it because it was the right thing to do like that choice in and of itself is a heroic choice right and sam's heroic choice but is... i don't
1: think that frodo and sam
0: doesn't have his heroic choice until he thinks frodo is dead
1: like i i don't think that frodo doing that and sam Helping Frodo through that choice or whatever is more or less heroic.
0: I guess that like I I'm just like I have a hard time like decoupling the scale of like what they're there to save and like what they're there to do.
1: But I don't understand why the scale is there in the first place.
0: Like, Frodo's here to save the world and Sam is here to save Frodo.
1: But you're a hero if you save the world or if you save one person.
0: I guess that's true. Captain America would be upset with me.
1: Yeah. He absolutely would.
0: Like, I don't know. I guess the Sam Sam hasn't been pushed to make his heroic choice yet in the story. Like, he hasn't been pushed to make that choice to put the world first.
1: But I don't understand why he has to.
0: Because that's what heroes do when they're pushed to.
1: But I don't understand why saving the world and saving one person can't be on equal footing. Like from a heroic standpoint. Obviously, like you know, literally. Like on a on a literal standpoint, like yeah, I guess saving the world is like <laughs> saving the world you save all the people. Right, I so. mean
0: that's a the 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 good of the many outweigh the
1: But the- from from like a... a uh I don't I don't wanna say like moral place but like you know what i mean
0: yeah the um i mean classically that's the that's the choice that's always like placed on superman but superman always finds a way to save both like that's that's the superman thing
1: right but it's not it's not as if like i have to choose saving one person over saving the world sam is saving one person in order to save the world that's a very different choice
0: yeah, I don't I don't know if Sam I, it's I, not
1: like Sam has to kill frodo or get rid of the ring I, like, yeah you know? that's
0: true that's true but it's like, not
1: the Superman conundrum
0: <laughs> yeah sam Sam grows to be very heroic like Sam doesn't start that way but frodo does frodo starts with the qualities of like
1: so what being is, a
0: classical hero in
1: in the context of the hero's journey then sam is a, a a more of a hero than frodo because he undergoes more growth
0: like he undergo he undergoes a drastic growth in a very specific way but like his growth i mean everyone's all characters growth is different i guess that's not really what i'm trying to say but like who Sam is doesn't change the way that it changes for a lot of other characters that undergo this growth. And I guess that this is a really roundabout way to getting to where I'm going is like, or like where I kind of started, but like Sam's foundation as who he is, is so strong that it's barely changed by his hero's journey. Like Sam is still Sam he's not Sam plus a lot of other things because of what happened to him. Sam is like Sam is. I disagree. Like Frodo becomes so terribly changed by what happens that he has to leave, right? Because he can't live in this world anymore. Like Merry and Pippin literally are grow, physically a f- like they are physically changed. changed. Yes, and both of them like become leaders because of what happened to them. They were because-
1: already born to be. They, they were going to be leaders regardless of what happens to them, though.
0: But they became, like, right, proper leaders because of, like, what happened to them. They are changed by their journey to understand more of, like, what it means to actually lead people.
1: But that doesn't negate what Sam's... And
0: Sam gains self-confidence.
1: But that, like, physical... Like, he
0: cements who he is as a person and gains confidence physical in himself. Physical
1: changes are not... Like, again, I don't understand why there's a scale. I don't understand why no, Sam's I'm d- I'm changes saying... can't be held in the same regard I'm, as what I'm happens. I'm saying
0: that they're not as drastic, but that doesn't mean they're less important.
1: I don't... I feel like the Sam that begins Fellowship of the Ring is such a different person than the Sam that ends the story.
0: I, I've never really felt like he really is. I guess
1: we'll get there.
0: <laughs> like, the Sam that ends the story is just a more confident version of the Sam we first met.
1: I don't know if I agree with that, but it's been a while since I've seen Return of the King. So
0: like everything like this monologue pep talk is just a very natural precursor to I can't carry it for you, Mr. Frodo, but I can carry you like it's the same sentiment. He's just trying to get the same sentiment across to Frodo across three movies. I don't
1: think it is this. I don't I don't think it is
0: because he's doing it here through a pep talk and in return of the king he's doing it physically by hoisting frodo into the air but
1: i don't think it is the same sentiment because here like what do you mean by the same sentiment
0: like it's all it's all just sam trying to be a good friend and getting his his friend through this dark time it's not like and the only difference between those two moments is like, this is a pep talk to lift your spirits versus I'm going to lift you on your off your feet to make sure we see this through. Oh, I see. Like, it's... They're both just carrying Frodo to his end, to where he needs to go. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. And, like, that's all Sam is ever trying to do is get that's, Frodo to I, where no. he's going. I
1: mean, yeah, but, like, that's not the only thing that Sam does.
0: That Yeah, but that's, like, his... His motivation and like his, his arc narratively is I'm going to help carry Frodo to Mordor. Like, that's what he's doing. That's his story. Yeah. Like, I'm here next to Frodo. I just
1: don't see how that isn't heroic.
0: It is heroic. It is heroic. <laughs> Sam, Sam is heroic. But like, he grows into that heroism in a way that Frodo doesn't. I don't. Like Frodo, Sam, like, Frodo's heroic choice is I will take the ring. Sam's heroic choice is, like, you're dead. I'll take the ring. What? Like when he takes the ring off Frodo's presumed corpse, like that's Sam. You think
1: that's his heroic choice?
0: Yeah, because it's Sam. Because Sam could have given up there. Like Sam, they'd come so far, but Sam was just like Frodo spent his whole, spent his last moments trying to do this thing for the good of the world. Sam's heroic. I'm gonna choice. see Frodo's. I'm going to see this through.
1: But that's not...
0: Because Sam has, like, because Sam sees, Sam sees up close in his face the real danger of this journey. I guess that's By being confronted with what looks like Frodo's corpse. The
1: the climactic heroic choice. But Sam makes a bunch of heroic choices throughout this whole, these whole, like, all these movies.
0: Yeah. But, like, the climactic heroic choice of Sam is really, like... His choice to try to become a ring bearer and finish this job, and, and then think Frodo's that, not dead. That
1: Frodo's is way the heck back in movie yes, one. Yes, that's
0: that's Frodo's heroic choice. That's his choice to become a hero, to do the right thing. Is when he accepts the responsibility of the ring.
1: I don't understand your terminology.
0: Like, that's when, like, that's when he makes the decision to like do the right thing and see it through. Because Frodo has every intention in that moment. Of seeing this through to the end by declaring, I will do it. I will take the ring to Mordor. Frodo has every intention of doing the right thing every step of the way from a selfless place. Okay. And Sam, when he takes the ring too, is making that decision from a selfless place because he's literally confronted with the corpse of his friend. Or like, what he thinks is the corpse of his friend. And he is going to see this through to the end. And then the movie his heroic choice like the way that it's framed is i can't carry it for you i'll carry you like that's his climactic heroic moment but like i've always read his choice to pick the ring up himself is like the defining heroic moment for samwise gamgee
1: i think the defining heroic moment for samwise gamgee is when he wades into the water and after frodo mm. like all of his choices are informed by that decision
0: he said, "Don't you lose him, Samwise?" All of his for,
1: all of his choices are just extensions of that.
0: It's because of that promise he made to Gandalf. Like that's why he goes into the water because well, no, he means because it. He he. That's just more. That's just like more evidence of Sam's just personal steadfastness. He's going to keep that promise. Damn it!
1: But I don't understand. Like, so you're saying that because he is doing it as a promise that he made. That yeah. is not, that it's not, like I don't know, I don't
0: know. I mean, what is okay? What does that moment accomplish? I guess <laughs> other than almost getting himself drowned, like he's waiting out of the water. He he's forcing Frodo to take him with him at that point, right? He doesn't Which, have to. He doesn't. I guess he doesn't have to, but like he's going to keep that promise because Samwise Gamgee keeps his word.
1: He doesn't have and he loves to like almost drown himself.
0: No, he doesn't. To get
1: Frodo's attention, Frodo has every intention of leaving by himself right yeah, then but, and there. Yeah,
0: but he can't leave Sam. Not when he's confronted with him directly.
1: Right, and Sam knows this, but Sam like
0: that's emotional manipulation.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. That's that's clearly not what Sam is trying just, to do.
1: Like all of like this choice. And, and every, every, like, everything that Sam does to uh help Frodo is, I think, informed by the choice that, or, like, an extension of that choice that he makes at the end of Fellowship.
0: Because he chose to follow him. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that, that tracks, that tracks. But that doesn't mean that, like, that, that is his choice to, like, be a hero. Like, that's not his choice to see this this journey of the ring through to its end in the same way as like choosing to actively pick up the ring and like i'm going to do this but why
1: why is his heroism tied to this evil artifact
0: because the whole point of the story is to destroy it
1: but the whole point of the story is to help frodo
0: right and when there's no longer a frodo to help he still makes the right choice, and that's why it's a heroic moment.
1: I guess, yeah.
0: Like, when there's no more Frodo to help, it's no longer about helping Frodo. It's about seeing through to the end what Frodo gave his life to do, because it's the right thing also to destroy this thing. Yeah, so
1: how is that more or less heroic than what Frodo does?
0: I guess it's not. It just takes Sam a while to get there.
1: That's fine. It
0: just, it takes Frodo seemingly being dead for we Sam to get there. We wouldn't have a third
1: movie if if it took them a while, if it didn't take them a while to get there.
0: Yeah. I, I guess it, I guess I'm, I'm not really saying that, like, he's less heroic. It takes him a while to grow to that moment. Like, a, a lot longer than the Frodo of this story. And then Frodo's, Frodo's heroic spirit is being worn down by the ring every day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is why Sam literally has to take Frodo up off his feet. Like, to get him to the, get him to the mountain. So, like, they're on, they're on opposite tracks from the start of the, from the moment that Frodo picks up the ring. Why? Because Frodo is constantly being gnawed at and made weaker by the ring, but Sam is getting stronger through trying to help Frodo. Like, physically and, like, the way that they affect, that the, the narrative treats them. Like, Frodo is getting weaker and weaker through the burden of the ring. But Sam is getting stronger and stronger through his help of Frodo. Like, he is becoming a stronger person and able to carry Frodo through to the end because he's... It fulfills Sam to help Frodo. Yeah. Because he loves him. Right. Like, unconditionally. So helping Frodo makes Sam stronger and fulfilled and keeps him on the right path and keeps him free of... Mostly free of the ring's influence I think that there are points in the places in the movie where you can say, well, maybe the ring is affecting Sam. And that's why he lashed out like this, like with Gollum. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think that like, and in, in the movie, Frodo gets continually weaker and weaker until when confronted with actually ditching the ring, he says no in the, in the volcano in movie three. Yeah. But like, and Sam is still just like, no, we have to do this. Like, let's go. Come on. Throw it in. Throw it in.
1: I guess my pr- prob. Not problem. I guess the reason why we've had this discussion for 45 minutes... <laughs> it's a long one. ...is because I think you think of things linearly, and I think of things cyclically.
0: Probably. That's, that makes sense to me. Because I do think of things in a linear way. And I'm a linear makes, thinker. That
1: makes no sense to me. Mm. Because the hero's journey is not a straight line. It's a circle.
0: Uh, I Yeah, because he has to go back home. Well... I guess it is literally a circle too. Like you know, I mean, like way.
1: not like, yeah, because he comes back home. But like, I don't know. Like I've, for like I don't know. I guess like a decade now, I've thought of stories, and I just I don't know. I I'm, I'm just a circle cyclical. You know, it took thinker. me too long
0: to read, but is the perfect example of a of a circular story that is like a hero's journey. Mm. The Alchemist by what, what's that guy's name?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that Paulo book's Coelho? really good. Dude, I read that in like an hour.
0: I know, it didn't take... When I actually read it, it didn't take me that long to read it. took me way it's too like long. It's like
1: a hundred pages. It took me way
0: too long to pick it up and read it. But like, it's the perfect example of a cyclical story.
1: Right. Well, it's like the hero's journey condensed.
0: Yeah, and it's real good. Anyone who hasn't read it should go read it. Yes. Like, it. there's... It's a real quick read, and there's a couple things in it that don't necessarily make sense, but really contribute to, like, how the ending feels in a good way mm. but if you think about them like really critically it maybe doesn't hold up to like t- taking the story apart but like i'm mean, we don't have time to get into that yeah uh, on this podcast that's not what we're about uh,
1: <laughs> yeah i think that's where this discussion diverges because
0: like i'm thinking of it as you're a, thinking
1: of it as a sliding scale and i'm thinking of it as a venn diagram that's actually a circle
0: Yeah, because I'm thinking of it as like, well, where do we start and where do we end? I mean, when it comes to this story in and of itself...
1: You start and end at the same place. We finish the story where we began it, in the Shire. That's the whole point.
0: Well, no, Frodo ends the story not in the Shire. I'm talking about Sam. Sam does end the story in the Shire, And I think,
1: like, weren't we talking about this last season, or maybe at the beginning of this season? Like, some... Was it you that was saying that you think that Sam is the real hero in the story? And I was like, I don't know about that. And now I feel like <laughs> we've switched somehow because. Like, oh no, I'm
0: I'm uh, yeah, because like I think the I think this is a good discussion to have about like the heroism, like the difference in the heroism between these two. But yeah, I mean, every every time that Frodo could have failed he would have without Sam. And I think in a way that makes Sam the real hero of this story. But like as far but
1: as... Sam's actions are not as heroic as Frodo's. <laughs> I don't understand. That doesn't make any but sense. But there's a
0: difference between Norman. like, there's a difference between like,
1: that doesn't make any sense
0: being the, there's a difference between being the hero of the story and committing he- heroic acts because everyone's the hero of their own story. Even if they're the villain, like even if they're the bad guy. So like, but he's the, he's the only reason it succeeds because he's there for frodo so yeah
1: what he does is heroic
0: yeah because he does it from a place of selfless love for frodo and that makes it heroic
1: but that doesn't necessarily mean that what he does is more or less heroic than frodo
0: yeah i I'm, i guess i'm just like well he's doing it for one person Norman. yeah
1: that fat hobbit saves the whole world
0: <laughs> he makes sure that saving the world doesn't kill his friend
1: in doing so, saving the world.
0: Yeah, he's here for Frodo, and because he's here for Frodo, like, he saves the world. <laughs> they have they have a very different like they have a very different like scale of motivation, I guess.
1: But why is it a scale?
0: Because it's I don't know, number of things.
1: Why 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 do you have to compare them? I mean, like, yeah, we compare them because that's a that's, way that's of how of, to have discussion. That's a way of, of um, deconstructing media, but like I don't, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, Sam is, a, Sam is a real hero.
1: Sam is heroic, full stop. Frodo is heroic, full stop. Yeah. The ways in which they are heroic differ, which is valid because they're different characters, but that doesn't necessarily mean that one's actions are more or less heroic than the other. Mm. They both fall under the umbrella.
0: Of heroic? Yeah. Okay.
1: That's what I'm getting at. And you're just like, well, Frodo's more heroic <laughs> than Spock. Well, Frodo saves more Sam. people. Who cares? Uh, Who cares?
0: Spock would care.
1: Spock doesn't host this podcast. That's
0: true. That's true. The Vulcans are very utilitarian.
1: How, what does it matter how many people you save?
0: Yeah, I guess it is, saving one life is just as important as saving a 100. Yeah,
1: All Might would be disappointed in you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Darn. No plus if ultra. you are
1: if you are a hero to one person, you are a hero mm. It doesn't matter how many people you save what matters is the act and Sam does like Sam's a hero Mary's a hero Pippin's a hero it doesn't matter how long it takes them to get to that place It doesn't matter because I
0: mean I guess like really want to get guys like the way that the movie is painted. It makes Sam seem less heroic than Frodo. Like the Why? way that they're framed.
1: No, I disagree. Otherwise, all four of them would not At be standing there. When Aragorn says, my friends, you bow to no one. My heart. <laughs> Killshot. All four of them would not be standing on, literally on equal footing if all four of them were not heroes. Yeah. And all four of them were not painted as such.
0: There are, they are heroes. They are all heroes you got me
1: and how you
0: stabbed me with the moment that always makes me cry
1: but you know what like that's the literal like the movie is pointing out like all four of these guys are badass in their own way
0: well yeah it's it's the movie going like you can do great things even if you think you're small
1: right so literally the point of the movie so now i'm just like why are you saying this
0: well, I didn't think it would cause a 50-minute discussion.
1: Well, you know, hopefully it was an entertaining one.
0: I think it probably was.
1: I mean, I got worked up. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it was fun to listen to. We haven't had one of those in a while.
0: Yeah, I like it when they happen. They're fun. They take a while to, to edit, but it's fun. <laughs> it's a, they're fun discussions to Nose be had. Goes.
1: Uh-
0: <laughs> Darn. Oh dang it!
1: Yeah, we didn't even talk about like the context of this speech. I guess the, or the content. Um, we, yeah, we'll get to that we'll tomorrow. That tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Because uh, this is uh, this is kind of adapted from a speech in the book. Yeah. Kind of, it, or very loosely it's, inspired um, by.
1: It's very. It it's in spirit of.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a very loose relative of. A speech from the a book.
1: loose relative. We don't talk about that person. <laughs> it's They're weird. a loose person. Oh my god! Uh, that's
0: <laughs> I don't think that's what I meant. It's just that, your, your that the... it's just
1: your prudish aunt at the table. It's like, oh, that's the loose. What's relative. that? Oh, what's the
0: name of the, the Hobbit woman from from Bilbo's party? Oh, what? Uh, How is she loose? She's it's, married. It's, uh, well, it's just. Uh, Bill be like, "Oh my, you have been busy, haven't you?" Just when she yeah, with live. her husband, yeah, but like that's just what you made <laughs> or me her think life
1: of. partner. I don't know. Maybe she's got multiple boyfriends. Whatever.
0: Whatever. Nice polyamorous hobbit conclave.
1: There, there will be no sex shaming on my podcast. Enclave, no.
0: enclave was the word I wanted. Conclave
1: entourage. <laughs> There's no slut shaming here. I'm not, no, that's
0: not what I'm doing. You just made me think of that moment because that's clearly what Bilbo is implying. Well,
1: Bilbo is a bachelor for a reason. Boom, drop the mic.
0: Anyway. <laughs> we're from the website DuelingGenre.com. And on that lovely website, you can find a bunch of other Movies by Minutes podcasts, including... <laughs> Rocky Minute, Cornetto Minute is back with their coverage of Hot Fuzz. Uh, Or nearly back with their coverage. Nearly. back with. Very
1: near. I don't know. They're coming back this month.
0: It's a right proper podcast. (laughs) Harry Potter Minute. You can check out the backlogs for Ferris Bueller Minute, Spider-Man Minute, Back to the Future Minute. There's a whole bunch of Movies by Minute podcasts on the site. Mm -hmm. Go check those out. Hope everyone has a great Wednesday and we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, hopefully to not have an hour-long episode like today. But uh, whatever. Whatever. If we do, we do. It just means you have to listen on your commute to and from work, I guess.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.